More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what is your responsibility to take care of yourself and what is the government's responsibility of demanding how you take care of yourself? It's a question that we are having to grapple with in this country, one that to me is scaring the hell out of me. Let me explain what I mean by that. What I mean is we are now living in a country where apparently the government believes it's their job to be your nanny. It's the government's job to decide how you live your life, how you operate your life, how you operate your business, pretty much how you do everything. This is not freedom, by the way. But there are a lot of Americans who believe they should give up all of their freedoms anytime there is crisis. Anytime there's a crisis, you just immediately check your freedoms at the door, you shut up, and you let the government do whatever it is the government wants to do. It's a problem. This is what has happened in this country. The Biden administration believes their job is to be your parent, be your caregiver, be your power of attorney, be your decision maker. Apparently, they believe it is their job to tell you how to do pretty much everything in your life when there's a crisis. And it also means that they tell you whether you can or cannot go to work, whether you should go to work or not. These are just some of the things that the government is going to be telling you and doing for you. Now, this first shutdown that we had, it was a shutdown that I called uh, a, a child shutdown, a childlike shutdown. They gave you a bunch of money. Many times people actually made more money. <laughs> more money. They made more money not working than they were they did going to work. It was a, it was for many people a really fun shutdown. It was an exciting shutdown. It was a shutdown that people got fired up over because they're like, holy cow, I don't have to go to work and I'm going to make more money than I made before? 
This is incredible and also incredibly stupid that the government would even allow this to happen. But they're like, this is amazing. This is this is truly unbelievable. This is the best thing ever. That's exactly what has happened now. We live in a country where the government gives you money to not go to work. That was the first time. This second shutdown that Democrats are talking about, this second shutdown that Democrats are advocating for, should scare the absolute hell out of everyone listening. Because the second shutdown, there's no freebies, folks. I want to make that very, 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 very clear. There are no freebies in the second shutdown. This is a grown-up shutdown. This is a big boy shutdown. Now, we know that a, quote, mask mandate is coming. We know a nationwide, just for 100 days, trust us, is coming. We've also heard this idea that everybody that works in a bar, at a bar, for a bar, that is a bar, should be shut down. There's no indication, by the way, that we're seeing a massive influx of COVID-19 cases in this country because of people going and eating in a bar. Bars are not the Wild West. Bars still have the same restrictions as anybody else is having to deal with. But what we are hearing is that bars are somehow the issue, and so they've been singled out. We're arresting people that go to bars now. We're arresting the owners of people that go to bars. This is what we are doing now. We are are literally shutting down everything. And if you defy the nanny state, you defy the government, you defy what they believe you should or shouldn't do, right? You, You defy it. If you even think or look the other way, you jaywalk in any way with COVID, they will come after you and they will end you. $50,000 in fines have been given out. $50,000 in fines to one business that decided to stay open. One business. Just one. One single business in one night. And they even alerted the media like it was some massive raid on the mafia or Al-Qaeda. They said, okay, let's do this, right? Let's, let's really do this. Let's nail these people. They let the media know, we're going to raid this place, and we're going to handcuff the owner, and we're going to bring him out. We're going to bring this guy out, and we're going to parade him around like he's a murderer, one of America's most wanted And we're going to send a message that you don't screw with us because if you do, we will come after you like you've never seen before. We're going to beat you into submission. And that's what they've done. You look at these celebrity chefs out in California, they're saying it's not even just about my family. It's about the people that work for me, my extended family. My extended family is a problem. My extended family is having serious issues. 
right? My extended family is having a hard time surviving here, and I need to keep them working. Nope, can't talk about that. Can't even mention that, right? That's something you're not allowed to talk about. That's something you're not even allowed to, because they know what's best for you. They understand that their job is to make the decisions for you and take away your right to survive. Let's talk a little bit about the history of socialism, just just for a moment here. Socialism always is able to gain control and power when the people are weak. When the people are weak, extremely weak, that is when they are able to gain power. That's when they're able to gain control. Why do you think so many Democrats right now are in favor of these shutdowns again? Why do you think they're in favor of shutdowns without there being all this bonus cash floating around? I'll tell you exactly why. The reason why is simple. The reason why is because they understand that when you, the people of the United States of America, are weak, they're able to gain control and gain power because now you need them. If you are independent of them, if you don't need them, like we were for the majority of the time under the Trump administration pre-COVID, they have no chance to implement socialism because you don't need it. But when you're out of work, when you lose everything, then you want government help and government aid, and you want what the government will give you, which is how they implement socialism. It's how you pull it off, folks. It's how you do it. This is how you do socialism. This is how you do socialism, and you do it well. This is the way you get it done. Now, there's a grand debate happening in this country of who's going to do it better. Americans or the government? I choose, by the way, Americans every time. I don't believe a second shutdown is going to work because I think the majority of people have already made their minds up if they're taking COVID seriously or if they're looking the other way going, this is just getting annoying. If I get it, I get it. So be it. The first shut down, you had people that were terrified. The first shutdown, there was the fear of the unknown. There was a fear of death. There was fear of infecting others and killing them. There was a That's why they called it a pandemic. It was the fear of the unknown, and most people were more than happy to run home and stay home. There were people that were saying, I don't want to come to work. There were people that were saying, I, I want to work from home. I don't want to work at all. I don't want to see my family. Everybody shelter in place. It was the first time in my life that I ever saw a kumbaya nationwide mentality that everybody just kind of stay in your home and don't say hi to anybody else. That's not going to happen again. I would say the reason why is we all know too much now. We do. We all know too much. We know way too much. 
there are people that know a lot. There are people that don't know a lot, right? There, there are people that know, um, think they know a lot that really don't know a lot. There are people that know very little. Right? There are people that know very, very little but think that they know everything about this. You're never going to get back to the compliance that we had with the first shutdowns that we had in this country with COVID. Maybe with some other new thing in the future, maybe. But not with this one right now. It's never going to happen. But first, if you want to help the people in Georgia with what's going on there with the Senate election, then you need to join AMAC, the number one conservative organization in the country, for free right now. I'm going to give you a free membership because it's important that we now stand with the people of Georgia and that we fight to make sure that they have a free and fair election. Uh, whatever happens in Georgia is what's going to be what, what, what's going to happen with the country. What's going to happen in Georgia is going to decide the fate of an, an unbelievable amount of legislation. If they're able to win in Georgia, it is over. The Democrats control the House, the Senate, and, and the White House. So if you are ready to get in on all this action and to fight back and to stand with other conservatives to protect the Senate, join the number one conservative organization in the country right now. It is called AMAC for free. That's right, for free. Call them. Use my name, Ben, when you call them. Uh, or you can go online to benfreeonline.com. That's benfreeonline.com. www.benfreeonline.com. You can get your free membership to the number one conservative organization in the country, benfreeonline.com. That's benfreeonline.com. And join the number one conservative organization in the country. This is a weird time in this nation. I have never seen so many adults truly act like children, infants. I've never seen so many adults allow the government to become their parents. Adults, not children, adults act this way. I have never seen so many people willing to give up everything, all of their rights for the nanny state to take care of them. And I've never seen... Uh, So many people not stand up to the government while the government is taking away everything they've created and built. Blood, sweat, and tears that have been put into small businesses. You know, earlier today I tweeted out and and put the, and by the way, if you're on, if you're on social media, if you're on Parler, make sure you follow us on Parler because Facebook and Twitter are coming after us. Uh, so we're moving to Parler. We're also on Instagram. Grab us there on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, but especially Parler. Uh, but I, but I just, I just want to talk about this attack of, of the left. And, and it was something that I said earlier today. I was like, you know what? Only in, uh, only in America can you demonize and attack the rich, for example. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by this. 2017 tax the rich facts. And this is all the left coming out saying we got to attack them. According to the IRS, in 2017, 70.1% of all income taxes paid came from the top 10% of earners in this country. Meanwhile, the bottom 50% of all tax filers paid just 3.1% of all income tax revenue. Yet we have a new administration that wants to, quote, tax the rich more. So they'll pay their fair share, as they put it. 
This is what they're doing now. You know, you've got these business owners, this local business owners standing up for their rights. One of them, for example, went on, on and, and, and let me also say something else about businesses real quick. Imagine for just a moment if we considered small businesses essential and we shut down Walmart, Amazon, Uber Eats, and all these others, I wonder how different the left would react then because we do, every time we have a shutdown, we're making the rich richer. I'm talking about the billionaires of Amazon. We are. And we're killing the small little people. Think, think about that. Now, this New York City pub owner that was arrested for defying the COVID restrictions, this isn't some, like, hardcore conservative guy, by the way. He was on Tucker Carlson this week with his attorney. This is the guy they handcuffed. This is the guy they treated like he was some, like, mass murderer, child rapist, or, 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 or some sort of evil villain of the world who just wanted to have his business open. One block away, other businesses are allowed to be open because they put an arbitrary line in this area of town and said, this area is a yellow area, you can stay open. But on this side of the line, this arbitrary line, you can't open because we think there's more cases in your neighborhood. So, so a hamburger one block down the road can be served because somehow you're safer over there from COVID. But one block the other direction, you're in the red zone, and therefore you can't open up. And this guy has friends that have businesses one and a half blocks away where you can eat and drink. This is a decision not based on science, by the way. This is an arbitrary line that they decided to draw in New York. And this pub owner said, no, I'm going to stay open. I'm not going to allow for the guy down the street one and a half blocks to do what I do when this isn't based on science or anything else. I'm not going to let it happen. Take a listen to part of this. It was brilliant. And, and, and listen to his attorney and listen to this conversation that he had with Tucker about all of this. Came in, uh, seemed like a whole lot of them. Uh, we were really good with them, uh, really cordial. He's referring to the police, by the way. They, a lot of them came in. A lot of them came in. And uh, after a while, uh, just wanted to take me out. Seems uh, a whole big ordeal. That's an American citizen who went to work and served food. They came in. A lot of them came in. And guess who was there to capture it all? The media. How was the media tipped off? I'll tell you how. They were tipped off by the government. The government said to the media, we're going to arrest a business owner. We're going to take him into custody. You guys should really take a look at this. You might want to get this on video. We're going to set an event, a, a, a example of this. We're going to show you what happens on Staten Island when you don't listen to what we tell you to do. And we've got an arbitrary line in Staten Island of the have and have-nots that you can open and you can't open. And this business owner said, uh-uh, you're not going to take away everything that I fought for. You're not going to take away my American dream. He's not a villain, folks. He's a hero desperation has different faces some people cry some people get angry some people fight back some people just give up but this business owner standing up for his right in staten island new york telling how he was treated about the me- about the media coming in turning him into the villain 
about them being tipped off of a raid on his business, about a lot of police coming in, setting an example that you can't open. Now, people need to understand the context, and the media has not told this, and this is the truth. Staten Island was given an arbitrary line of businesses on one side of the line that could stay open and one side of the line that couldn't based on, quote, COVID numbers. This guy, a block and a half down the street where you could walk in two minutes, has competitors that are allowed to be open, but because he's on the wrong side of the street, they shut him down. He'll lose everything. Here's more of that incredible story as he was talking to Tucker Carlson. So, so Lou, Danny was arrested in a city where people push human beings in front of subway trains and get away with it. Why do you think your client was singled out for all the criminals in New York right now for jail? Tucker, thanks for having us. I have to tell you, my mother-in-law is battling cancer and she's your absolute biggest fan. But as far as my client goes, um, they came in, 15 sheriffs came in um, yesterday. We were peaceful, quiet, respectful, and cordial the whole entire time. I told my clients to be that way. Everybody acted that way. And at the end of the day, after giving out over $50,000 in fines and fining me and giving me four summonses for just representing my client in a polite, respectful manner, they gave us $50,000 in fines throughout the, throughout the uh, building and wind up arresting Danny and putting him in handcuffs and charging him with disorderly conduct when he never raised his voice and he was in his own building that he is the leaseholder on him. It's, it's shocking. Now, this is, I should tell our audience, I'm not sure what we're looking at. This is happening live. What is going on around you right now? Who are the people outside your bar and what are they saying? Tucker, we have 1,500, over 1,500 Staten Islanders protesting tonight. There's probably 1,000 left, and we are peacefully protesting. No rioting, no looting. We have about 25 sheriff's deputies out in front of the place that were were kind of aggressive at times. Um, But we have 1,500 Staten Islanders in a peaceful protest. Uh, protesting and and supporting business owners, local business owners, and Danny and Keith, and the actions they took to stand up for themselves and Staten Islanders and business owners everywhere. So I I don't think we've seen a protest like this so far. I expect we're going to see more in coming days. But you're saying these are people protesting the governor and the mayor's corona lockdowns. Governor, uh, Tucker, you've been on it from the beginning. They are protesting the fact that the governor, in all his wisdom, split Staten Island in half and, and, and considered the south shore of Staten Island an orange zone and the north shore of Staten Island a, a yellow zone. Now, I, I want you to think about what he just said there. This governor arbitrarily, and, and I'm going to play it for you one more time. As he said, they split Staten Island into two different areas. This is not based on any type of science. Having one pub open and one block away another pub close is not a decision based in science. Don't tell me it is, because it's not. It is not based in science. And everybody knows that it's not based in science. This is arbitrary. This business owner should, in fact, fight this. Because what the government's doing here, and it's not their job to do this, is they're basically saying, you guys get to live 
take care of yourself, feed your family, and you guys have to shut up and lose everything and board up your businesses. That is not the job of the government. South Shore of Staten Island, an orange zone, and the North Shore of Staten Island, a, a yellow zone. Just a block, in a, a block and a half away from Max Tavern, literally a block and a half, you can go sit down, have a burger and a beer, but at Max's Tavern, you can't do it. And coincidentally, Tucker, the South Shore of Staten Island did not vote for Governor Cuomo. Or- By the way, did you hear that? The South Shore of Staten Island did not vote for Governor Cuomo, majority. Meaning it went for the other guy, whoever the candidate was against him. The other side, the side that's been allowed to stay open, guess what? They voted for the governor. So if you want to know why this decision was made the way it was made, it's probably made not based on science, but based on, you guessed it, politics. Okay, you people, right? You people that didn't vote for me, watch what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to shut you down. Watch what I do to you. I'm going to pound you guys. You guys think you can get away with this? You think you're going to get out of this easily? Nuh-uh. You didn't vote for me? I'm about to show you what happens when you don't vote for me. Listen very clearly again to this attorney representing this business owner of how they probably really did make the decision. All right, which side voted for me? They All right, leave them open. Governor Cuomo says, but the other side of the island, Staten Island, that didn't vote for me, majority. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll make them suffer. We'll make them weak. We'll make them lose their businesses. We'll make sure they're not powerful anymore. My supporters, they get the benefit of going to work. They get the benefit of keeping their business open. They get the benefit of survival, which, by the way, is exactly how it works in communist countries. Communists always have to have some people that are on their team that they take care of. How do you think there's billion-dollar oligarchs in Russia? They're all the haves. And the majority of the other people are the have-nots, just like the people on Staten Island that were divided into the people that voted for Cuomo get to be in business and make money, and the people that didn't, they don't. Max Tavern, literally a block and a half. You can go sit down, have a burger and a beer, but at Max's Tavern, you can't do it. And coincidentally, Tucker, the South Shore of Staten Island did not vote for Governor Cuomo or Mayor de Blasio. The, 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 the side of, of the borough that's, that's shut down under corona law now, is there a scientific basis for this that you know of? I, I don't know, Tucker. I mean, use some common sense. We'll all use some common sense. And we're going to assume, I'm not a scientist, I'm an attorney, that the COVID virus doesn't stop, doesn't stop at the railroad tracks where you can go eat a block away. I'm assuming the COVID virus doesn't stop there. But in, in, in Governor Cuomo's wisdom, I have no idea what science they've used. What are the pol- and by the way, I went, again, the science is the point that we all go back to, right? Because the Democrats love to say, well, we got to look at the science. We got to trust the science. We got to decide on the science, nothing else. Right? They love saying that crap. Okay, what does the science say? What does the science tell us? Does COVID notice stop at the one block away from his uh, from the tavern that can serve a burger, but not the other tavern where you can't serve a burger? I'm going to go with probably not. He's right to say it that way. Like, hey, let's let's use some common sense here, right? Let's not be stupid about this. Let's let's use a little bit of common sense. 
Let's not be idiots. Right? Let's not be incompetent here. Let's be smart about this. I think we can all agree that COVID doesn't know where to start and COVID doesn't know where to stop. I think we can all agree that that's probably how this works. One other thing that this business owner had to say, and this attorney had to say, that I, that's a really important point. Uh, again, listen. Police doing right now. You said there are sheriff's deputies on the scene. Yep, the sheriff's on the scene. Um, they've created a blockade in front. They won't let anybody in. Um, they said they're not going to leave anytime soon. Uh, we do want to make clear, though, that they are not the NYPD. These are the New York City sheriffs. So NYPD has worked with us. Um, really good guys. Um, we support them fully. This is the New York City Sheriff Department, and they have created a blockade and will not let anybody in the place except for myself, Keith, and Lou. Danny, is is your bar open now? Uh, they won't. Even if we wanted to try to get in there, they have literally created a blockade of about 25 sheriffs standing in front uh, with barriers. So there's no way anybody can get in right now. There's a blockade, I talk about, a literal blockade on a small I, I gotta, business. I got to ask you this question on the way out. How many confirmed cases of transmission of the coronavirus have come from Max Pub that you know of? Zero. There's <laughs> Absolutely zero. zero, Tucker. And, and, I, and I think there's zero a block and a half away where you can eat also. Yeah, I just want to establish we're not dealing with typhoid Mary here. Danny? You listen to this business owner, and, and the fact that the, you know, you're, you look at crime stats that are through the roof. Through the roof, folks, in New York. You got murders through the roof, robberies through the roof. You got a blockade of state police in front of this guy's business so that no one can go in. A blockade. Let's talk about a blockade. What, I mean, a blockade for a pub. We're talking about a, a literal blockade. A raid on this man's business. $50,000 in fines given out. A blockade. This is what we're dealing with. This is how the government is treating us. This is not America. This is not freedom. This is socialism being enacted before our very eyes. Every one of you should be terrified of this. Every every single one of you should be worried about this. And now it's going to go nationwide with this administration. Pay attention. There is an incredible conservative organization called AMAC. Uh, they're, one, they're, they're now over 2.3 million members. We are fighting back. We're fighting back in Georgia right now. Uh, we're fighting back on voter integrity. In fact, their newest magazine that I want to give everybody tonight listening for free uh, is an awesome magazine about vote integrity and making sure that we fix some of the problems that we just have so it'll never happen again. I want you to get this deep dive into voter integrity and what you need to be advocating for in your state. Uh, If you want to get the magazine for free, all you got to do is go to benfreeonline.com. That's Ben 
www.benfreeonline.com www.benfreeonline.com and and you said it we are not organized like we need to be so get in the fight and I'll leave it at that more than a movie is back with season two I'm your host Alex Fumero and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies from the godfather Andy Garcia he has the smarts of Vito the temper of Sonny the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 